Hey guys, before we start this week's episode, we just want to let you know that after the end credits of this episode, there's going to be a little post-credit tribute to a member of the Runcation Nation who we recently lost, Rob Nadal. So at the end of the episode, stick around and listen to Rob and his amazing positivity that he brought to the show during our time that we were able to enjoy with him. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. Hello, this is Marco Cesero and welcome to Run. Eat, drink, podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, You'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 177 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm, of course, your co-host, Dana. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy that Marco Cesetto introduced us because guess what? We're T-minus, we're less than two weeks away. I'm so excited. I really hope it all goes off without a hitch. Fingers crossed. I cannot wait to see those two inspirational men, the mayor of running Bart Yasso, Marco Cicetto, the amazing and incredible world record holder for the marathon distance for double amputees. Hello, inspiration station right there in anchorage at the anchorage run fest can you tell that we're a little excited about this this so, is I'm our, sorry uh, we mentioned it on last week's want episode to, want me to rain it in no this is where you get to we, we get to share our enthusiasm with the runcation nation if everything if everything goes according to plan yes yes like I'm, we we mentioned at the last episode this is going to be our first trip out of state since december of 2019 no yeah yes oh my god i'm glad you listened to last week's episode <laughs> yeah it's 2019 december 2019 wow. was the last time we traveled out of state for the podcast and then the last time we traveled for a, a live race outside of the southwest florida area would have been jacksonville at the donna in 2020 at the very beginning of February 2020, before everything happened. Well, you, I, I count going up to Tampa for Richard's run is outside of Southwest Florida. Okay. Technically, it's Central Florida. I guess Danny agrees with you, so okay. <laughs> You've been outvoted by the dog. Yeah, I can't argue with you. How can you argue with this cute Both face? Both of you, I can't argue. So, I think we have a That's great... That's the closest, in all seriousness, that yeah. is the closest thing we've had to race travel is stuff really here in state. Mm. That's true. I'm I think very it's excited. Be a great time. To get back to what we've, what we love doing. Yes. Destination races and other destinations. Yes. Florida is great. We love Florida. 
let's go elsewhere and explore and indulge food and beverage, have meetups with the Runcation Nation. Yay. <laughs> She's beaming. Let's do it. I'm excited. I'm going to cross my fingers, my toes, everything. Yeah, and, and leading up to that, I think that we're going to be ramping up the social media stuff. So you'll see more in terms of stories on Facebook and Instagram while we're there. And it's that way work. you're going to get to see and come along with us while we're there. Takeout learning for me. And it'll be a lot of fun. Takeout learning. Yeah, I did never, as a classroom teacher, I never called it homework. I called it takeout learning. Oh. Because it's cool to have takeout at home. Oh, I got you. Food? Yeah. No? So you you, re, I mean, you repackaged homework to try to make it sound cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see what you did there. I but, guess that's But bad. what I'm talking about is bringing the Runcation Nation along with us, basically. Yes. And but you're giving me takeout learning. How am I giving you takeout learning? You're like, hey, step it up, sister. Oh, well, I can't tell you how many times that we've sat down in front of these microphones and all of a sudden we're doing X. We are? Okay. Step it up. <laughs> so is what you're saying My turn. To me. Okay. Or your turn. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> um, we got a great show. I think so. This is going to be, this is going to be, we're going to get serious. We're ha- going to have fun, but we're also going to get a little bit serious. Yes. I think we'll run the gamut of emotions this evening. I agree. As we record. Because we're going to start talking in our running segment. We have two things to discuss in our running we segment. We do. And one is a training update from me. Mm-hmm. And then the other is a race that we have been talking about mm-hmm. that got announced in the Runcation Nation mm-hmm. Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And we have registered for, and we're going to share that with everybody in hopes that you too will register for it. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a memorial race for somebody who we lost recently in the Runcation Nation. Yes. In the eating and drinking portions of our show, we will talk about... It's really a flashback to some amazing food and beverage that's not vegan. No. And that is alcoholic. (laughs) Alcoholic. (laughs) Yes, it is. And it's also not items. We're venturing outside of Orlando because we revisited Orlando last week. Mm Mm-hmm. We're going well, down how, to Tampa. How can we not, in the summer of the Run Disney Virtual Race series, we do a lot surrounding those. So we really in the do. Orlando area and on the Disney property, even though we're not exclusively a Run Disney podcast. We are not. But we do one. Run Disney. We do a race, yes. What we would do a podcast for you. Hit us up. Not a <laughs> oh, sponsor. Oh, I see what you're saying. Hello. Anyway, (laughs) yes, we'll have fun food and beverage from Tampa. We are. Mm. So lots of great stuff coming up this week, guys. So let's dive in. Let's talk running. Why don't you give your quick training update before I dive into my part? What can I say? I'm five days away from finishing the 75 hard challenge. Two workouts a day, a gallon of water, 10 pages of reading, a selfie every day, or a, a, a 
progress picture. Yeah. I don't always take it. Sometimes you take it. Right. One of those workouts has to be outside. The workouts have to be three hours, at least three hours apart from one another. And you have to follow a diet with no cheat meals for 75 days and no alcohol for 75 days. It's a super convenient plan to follow if you're a travel podcast that focuses on food and drink. Mm -hmm. That's a healthy dose of sarcasm or side of sarcasm. We have been able to highlight lots of tasty food and beverage. We have. Because we are trained broadcast professionals. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, we actually just have been doing a lot of research because we know there are a lot of you out there that also are, I should say, the meal or the the diet plan we chose to do for 75 Hard was plant-based. Yes. And there's a lot of people out there eating plant-based these days. And now we're learning there's a lot of places offering plant-based options. Exactly. And shout out to Main Street Miles Meg and her husband, Brian, who got on board with the 75 Hard Challenge. And are completing it maybe a month behind us or something like that. Stay tuned. But anyway, shout out to you because it's tough. Especially going back to school because this is the first week of school. The at, school year. At least down here in Florida. Yes. And she is an, a, an outstanding educator. So I, I'm almost done with it. For, uh, Saturday at midnight. Saturday at midnight. You finish. <laughs> I almost said Friday. No. 74 days, 74 hard. No, it doesn't work. It does not. It's been hard, but I definitely think that having you with me and us motivating and supporting each other, we've accomplished a lot in this period. We've overcome a lot. And I've actually started training with Jeff Galloway in the midst of it at the beginning of July for our training season and hopefully for many live races as we resume being a travel podcast for runners. Yes. For back of the pack runners like us that love to run, eat, and drink. That's my training update. So you've been doing your Galloway runs as part of your two-a-day workouts. That is correct. Yes, I've been doing cadence trails, acceleration gliders. We have talked about those in depth on... Uh, the last couple of episodes, I feel good. I'm not doing two runs a day, and I think that has been beneficial to keep my IT band from screaming. Sure. To make sure that I stay healthy and not injured. I have some blisters, not going to lie, but I I think doing yoga and strength training as a way to add variety into the mix has only helped make me stronger and then hopefully will keep me under the threshold of any irritation of the IT band going forward and the knee is healthy and safe. That's what I think. I spot on. Yeah. I rambled. Sorry. No, that's not rambling at all. I, I know I watch you do some of the yoga and I'm like, Oh, I would kill myself. Like I would break my neck. You would find me laying on the floor, flopping like a fish out I've of water. I've offered for you to do it with me. I know you have, and I appreciate that. That just does not look like my cup of tea, really. I'm, I'm you know, you're a coffee drinker. Got it. Yeah. 
But no, you're doing very well. You're down about 30 pounds. You're crushing it. Just had to go buy new smaller clothes. Oh, see, you're letting, you're just giving all that up, I, right? Because you, know, you, know, you know I won't talk about it. You won't talk about it. And that's something that I think is very cool. I don't want to jinx myself. I don't think you got to worry about that. Okay. But it, it's great to see. And, and And that's not the reason behind 75 hard and no. we've talked about it no. on the show before 70 the 75 hard program some people refer to it as 75 hard challenge we have as well but listening to the creator's podcast he actually makes a point of saying that this is not a challenge it's a program mm-hmm. and what it is really about is is developing mental toughness and developing mm-hmm. focus and it is on the details. Yeah, focusing on the small on small details, making sure you're making time for yourself mm-hmm. and getting all the little things done. The little things being the things that make you accomplish the big things. Mm. And this translates into other areas of life. This is really almost a metaphor. It's a 75-day living metaphor mm. for the way you should approach life and when you listen mm. to Andy Frisella's podcast, mm. and it, it is definitely not safe for work. No. He is very in great. your face. It's a great entertaining podcast. But not safe podcast. for work. Yeah. Uh, but he really goes into a lot of that. And it. You know what I like? I like his shorter, sometimes he'll do interviews and things like that. They're two great, hours plus. That are great, that are long form, great for a long run. Yes. But what I love are those 15-minute episodes that are about a single topic that can push you forward in life. Yes. To be successful and achieve goals you have. Yeah. He would not have been somebody, or I should say his podcast initially, wouldn't have been something I would have thought I would. Really? Initially you are a podcast connoisseur. I am, and, I, and my tastes range from... All over the map. I have yeah. a, a, a very eclectic uh, a list lot. of podcasts, yeah. and I consume spoken word content voraciously. I you do rarely listen to music. I, I anymore. I do, but not as not nearly Frequent. how it compares to podcasts. Frequently, yeah. and initially, his topic that he tends to really f- hone in on is entrepreneurship, business development, entrepreneurship. Mm. That's not something I tend to gravitate towards. Not because we don't don't own a business of here course. for the podcast and all of that, but we both have full time careers mm-hmm. and do the podcasts on the side as a passion project. We're fortunate enough to have amazing, a, a wonderful community and, mm. and patrons to do it full time. We're not there yet. Mm. Now. I could probably start taking these lessons and we should start applying them to the show. And next thing, you know, we're going to be, you know, riding the Concorde to races all over the world, except the Concorde's not flying anymore. Never mind. (laughs) You know what I mean? But the, so that would not have been something I would normally gravitate towards. But after you, you sent me this 75 hard thing and I, I checked it out and I listened to him, his show is actually great. So I got it from somebody at work. Yeah. Yeah, it's Crystal. amazing how you know, word, of, word of mouth yeah. you know, helps you learn. So anyway, that's the background on 75 hard. That's what this is all about. And then you come to find out that it's actually a part of a larger year long pl- program. Mm. 
Mm. And we're going to get into that later on down the road. Yes. So let's get to day 75. Yeah. Let's get one of us to day 75 because my training update is a very different path than yours in in some ways because after, and, and it's funny because I listened to last week's episode. And when it dropped on, or that morning, it went, it went into the feed. We recorded, we normally record on Monday nights. It goes into the feed Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. And it's ready to go. That night, I ended up going to sleep at the end of a long day. We were tired. And Amy's listed off all the things you have to do. And Did I get them all? Yeah, you did. Okay. You, you did. And there's some big stuff there. The two-a-day workouts, everybody looks at that and goes, wow, that would be really tough. A lot. And then they would look at some of the other, the quote-unquote fine print and go, yeah, that would be easy. The picture. The picture. The reading. The reading. The drinking a gallon of water. They think that that... that is challenging. It can be. We get done on Monday night. We've had a very long day. One thing you really have mentioned in the general chats during social media like like this live streams is how we're just exhausted we are just perpetually tired right now. we sleep really well we do so when it's time to sleep it's time to sleep so i ended up going to sleep we were both exhausted we crawled into bed and we're just you know done and amy says hey did you go check off the stuff on your list and i said i would but that would require getting out of bed and i am way too tired i'm good i got it thinking I had done everything. And then the next morning we wake up and we're getting ready in the morning and we're doing. And as we are in the midst of our morning routine, Amy starts hearing a loud string of expletives coming from the master bathroom as (laughs) the bathroom, the master bathroom, that area. Yes. That's true. And, she, it was not funny at the time. She is thinking something's horribly wrong. Comes running in there, and I said... And at first, you didn't say anything. At first, you were just... You had your head down. You were shaking your head. You were... I, did, I had no idea what was going on, to be honest with you. The coffee had not yet kicked in. <laughs> no, and I hadn't had mine. So, the reason for that, though, that expletive-laden tirade that was not directed at anyone other than myself was that I realized that I had not finished my reading the night before I had started my reading and did a few pages of it and then got sidetracked onto other tasks that were equally important, got those done and forgot to come back to it thinking in my head that, box was checked i had done my reading because i'd had that moment in my day where i sat down on the bed and had the book in front of me and open and And i should have let you finish well you and i had stuff to do that was equally important so i realized i hadn't done my reading and the other thing about 75 hard is that if at any point in the challenge you failed to complete any all of your tasks on a day. You have to start over mm. at day one. There is no doubling up on your reading the next day to catch up. There is no making up for it. You're done. And 
Why is that? That is, well, why do you think that is? No, no. You tell me. I think that that is. Tell us. I, I think it's to make sure that you are holding yourself accountable and it's to make sure that you're not making excuses and it's to make sure that you are doing the little things. What were you going to say? It is paying attention to details. It is the little steps that get you to the larger goal, not f- forgetting or losing sight of the fact that it's small steps that get you there and making sure that you take those small steps and don't try to jump to or cut corners or something like that. Yeah. And I think, and also make excuses. And that was one of those things for me where I had, uh, I had a, a, about a day, day and a half of being really ticked off at myself. You were so mad. And so mad. ultimately, Amy's like, I'll do it. With, I'll start over with you. I'm like, absolutely not. I, this is my failure for myself, not you. And you finish yours. And she's like, well, you just catch up. I could still fail. You're not going to fail. We're going to get you across that line. You got five more days. Huh. But no, it's it, for me, it was, it, it was just one of those things where, you know, I, I, I know exactly why. I did what I did. I know exactly how it happened. And had I gotten up when you said, oh, go check off, make sure your list is ticked off, I would have. I said, I really didn't want to see his face in the app. Like when you, if you download his app, which is the checklist and the. Andy Frisella's app. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The 75 hard app. Yes, it costs money. But if you don't check off everything the next day, it shows his face all crinkled up and ticked off going and underneath it it says what happened and i and the reason i said that to you when we laid down to go to bed it was like i don't want to wake up i don't want to see that over your shoulder i don't want to see that on my own phone but so that's why i said that to you yeah no i I, and again i wish i had at the time Mm. it didn't happen having said that now uh, a week on from my seven hashtag 75 fail what I decided to do was go ahead and complete it. I, I'm, or I should say, go ahead and complete. Continue. Con- continue, even though I will not earn the the right to say that I finished. I'm going to go ahead and finish with you. So every day since then, I'm doing my two a day workouts, drinking my gallon of water, do, you know, doing everything we listed out, and that is me seeing it through, and then deciding, okay, I'm going to finish this out to finish this with you. Make sure that you're hitting your goals. Make sure that this isn't going to happen again. And then I have to start over. What the interesting part of this is Amy and I were embarking on this together. Yes. And this started on June 1st. Yes. Carrying us through April 15th or August, August 15th. August 15th. Good God, man. It's going to feel like it because what's going to happen for me is I'm going to be going back to day one, beginning on August 25th. Amy will not. So what will happen going forward for the next few weeks after we get back from Alaska is that we will be covering 
bunch of different options on the show for food and beverage and some differences in training because one of us is going to be hardcore into the 75 hard challenge and the other one is not. So you guys are going to get a little bit of a different perspective on the food and beverage coverage for the foreseeable future. We're still going to be doing the the same amazing stuff that we always do. These these killer runs now that we're traveling, the food and beverage, but I'll be doing the I don't want to say the healthy version. That's not necessarily the plant-based right. version. I'm going to stick with a plant-based diet, and Amy is going to broaden her horizons a little bit during for a that while. Time. For the for a while. For a while. Until you decide to do the next phase of this, and we're going to talk about that on a later episode. Indeed. But the main thing to focus on is the fact that, or the, what I what I want to focus on is. What can I take away from this? And I think it's an important thing for everybody out there because we've all had training failures or blown a diet or didn't hit a goal or a challenge. And it's very easy to let that turn into a cascade of additional failures. Failures. I went off on my diet, therefore I blew the whole diet, therefore I should eat this entire bag of Cheetos or Doritos. I I didn't... Or stop working out or all of the above. Exactly. I didn't get the job I was going for, therefore I'm not going to try for any other positions or any other opportunities that come up. Mm. The question becomes, what are you doing when you fail? Mm. How do you handle it? And it's okay to be mad or at least for me, it, I needed to be able to vent mm-hmm. and just be pissed and do say what I needed to say to myself out loud. But the main question is, you know, how do you come back from it? How do you handle it? And if anything, I will say that the time doing the 75 hard challenge probably helped me a little bit with that. So having the wherewithal to look at all the work I've put in and realize it wasn't a waste of time. You have done a lot, a tremendous amount of work. And I would hate to see it fall by the wayside. I don't want my hard work to fall by the wayside just because we're past day 75. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So when you start over, it's, going to be a challenge for me not to just go right along with you right and i want to we'll see what you're going to do with the the next phase and again Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about the next phase in an upcoming episode Mm -hmm. but yeah that's something i want everyone to take away from is i've been i've I've talked about the fact that i failed on some of our live streams so this is not a complete revelation to everybody listening but Many of you don't have the opportunity or haven't had a chance to jump into one of our live streams. So if you haven't, now you know. (laughs) The secret's out. And I think it's just important to remember that part of what we do as runners, we put ourselves through tremendous, your body takes a beating, you're out in horrible elements. It's not always the funnest personal sport to do. Mm. There are times where it's just a chore and you got to get through it. We do all of that for why? For what reason? You're doing it to improve yourself. You're doing it to reach a goal. You're doing it to 
what, what whatever the reason is. Mm-hmm. And you got to be able to understand you're going to have a bad run. You're going to have a bad workout. And then, of course, that living metaphor, that thing mm. that translates. How do you take those running lessons and apply them to life? Or in this case, the training lesson from 75 Hard and or the, the life lesson from 75 Hard and apply it to life. Well, mm. that's how, you know, and for me anyway. So that's what's going to be happening with me. Now, I guess you could say the one area that I'm going to fudge a little bit is going to be rather than my day 75 that I would have done where I'm going to be or where I would have not had anything until midnight. The the way we scheduled this, we're going to be doing our next destination race in Tampa back at the Tampa beer run. So I will at least be free to do the sampling yes. for that you will. race. Yes. So I will be covering that live. So I guess if anything, I'm going to see it through till the almost the very end. That is just so that we do have the content for the show. But getting right back on post this big upcoming trip mm-hmm. and then going forward, carrying our, our coverage forward in a slightly different way. I'm proud of you. I hate to see you beat yourself up. I'm not beating myself up anymore. Oh, I know, but but I needed, that was very, needed to do it that morning. That was very hard. I talked about that on the chat, how it was harder to see you fail than to fail myself. And I think that anybody who has a loved one who's close to them, who doesn't reach a goal, can relate to that. And, the, and, and what you feel because you can't do anything. Right to make it better they just have to walk through it and deal with it and then you have to be this there to support and encourage and find help them find a path forward so we're finding a path forward and it's nice to have somebody who is supportive and helping and sometimes that support and help is just let somebody vent yeah but what i'd I'd love to hear from members of the Runcation Nation out there, tell us about a time when you've had a failure that you've had to overcome or push through. Mm. We would love to hear your story. Yes. Send us your story to info at runeatdrink.net. That's our email. Record it on your phone, uh, a little audio message, and email that to us. We would love to hear about that and share it and Mm -hmm. help others in the Runcation Nation learn and experience that with you and support you and maybe learn from how you got through a hard time absolutely info at runnydrink.net or you could even call us at 941-677-2733 yeah call us at that number 941-677-2733 leave a voicemail do it that way yeah we'd love to hear it and i think that everybody's lessons help us all grow stronger 100 percent. so speaking of growing stronger we do have something to share with everybody that this is bittersweet yes we are mourning the loss of a member of the runcation nation who uh, recently passed away and that's rob nadow if you are part of our 
Runcation Nation Facebook group, you mm-hmm. are familiar with his amazing photography. Or if you've it, been on the live streams. Yes, if you've been on the live streams, you've seen him in the chat. You've learned from his experience and wisdom as an ultra runner. And you've even heard him on the show. Yes. Heard him on the show in more than one way because he was one of our earliest patrons. He's actually called in and left messages when we say, dial 941-677-2733. He was somebody we developed a very close bond with really from the very beginning. And it was just so wonderful to build that friendship. Mm -hmm. And we never got a chance to meet him. No, we heard his voice. We saw his amazing photographs. We experienced the world through everything he he did to sh- to show us the all over beautiful destinations that he would get a chance to run in his work out in the western united states yeah the places we had never been and it, it, over the last 18 months when we couldn't travel as a running podcast a travel running podcast he sustained us lifted us up and showed us beautiful places that we will eventually get to again. And Rob all the time had... Or for the first time. Yeah. It's going to feel like we were there once. Yeah. And and, and Rob was always quick with a positive remark, mm. something supportive, yeah. and fantastic knowledge oh. um, when it came to running technical aspects, equipment, or, or nutrition. Um, nutrition. So... He was a wealth of knowledge, and mm. he's somebody who's going to be just incredibly missed. And it, it actually hit us really hard. It hit everybody really hard, I think, in the Runcation Nation Facebook group. It was very sudden and unexpected. And we were fortunate enough that Patty, his wife, mm-hmm. has maintained contact with yes. us. And she let us know this was something that Rob was planning on doing prior to his passing. And she and the family made sure that it happened. And this is the race that we're going to tell you all about as an opportunity to do a virtual race in Rob's honor. Yes. She actually messaged me today. She says, thank you so much for promoting the run on your episode this week. Rob really loved running and he really loved being involved with your group. He always wanted to do his own podcast. We just didn't know how to start. He loved his family. He was a great husband for 28 years and a great provider. He had an amazing sense of humor, and his family's happiness mattered above his own. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. Thank you, Patty, for sharing that with us. And we are going to tell everybody about this race opportunity. This is going to be the We Love Truckers Rob Nadal Memorial Virtual Race. This is a virtual race of a variety of distances mm-hmm. honoring the life of one of our own that we lost too soon. It supports organizations that he wanted to highlight and help, such as St. Christopher's Trucker Relief Fund and Coke Trucking. These organizations work to support and show appreciation 
for the many truck drivers across the United States. Some, We've already got people who've registered. Yeah, some who have been in the group when Patty posted it, the race, have said they already registered for distances. Some were asking the question of, I don't know if I can do it during the period when you normally would complete this virtual, which is in September. Can I do it after? Can I do it before? Can I still register? And she's like, yes, absolutely. Some are like, I, I don't need a virtual race. I'm just going to go straight to St. Christopher's Truckers Relief Fund. I'm going to donate. And they're just donating in yeah. honor. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing to see the support. I know that she wants to have as many people register and donate as possible to make it as big a celebration of his life as possible. And we're two. We know several members of the Runcation Nation who have either donated or registered for a certain distance. You can do 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon, ultra. It's there. It's You can do whatever. You choose your distance. Mm -hmm. And Patty has partnered with a company to do Gator, to do swag. And it's amazing what she has been able to work with everybody in the family to put together. Yeah. So we'll be running our miles during truck driver appreciation week, which is September 12th through the 18th. And it culminates in Rob's birthday on the 18th. And Rob would have been 57 this year on September 18th. So we're going to run that in his honor. And we're hoping that all of you listening will consider signing up. Yes. Pick your distance, run the race, celebrate this amazing man who brightened all of our social media feeds over the last year and a half, especially during a time where the country was locked down. Mm -hmm. And that was his hobby. And then for his profession, he was making sure that those goods that you were ordering online while you couldn't go out and go shopping were still making it to your home or to the store. Getting us supplies we needed, beautiful images to sustain us and inspire us. Absolutely. As runners. So we're going to have links to, of course, the runsignup.com yes. link for this race in mm -hmm. the show notes. Mm -hmm. We are also going to have dedicated links to St. Christopher's Trucker Relief Fund, and that's going to be truckersfund.org. And we're going to also have a link to Coke Trucking, that's K-O-C-H-Trucking.us. Mm -hmm. We love and miss Rob with all of our hearts. This is some buddy who was just so special to us and we cannot be more sad by his loss and grieve right along with patty and the family and we know that the rest of the runcation nation shares that sentiment and sends all the love and support that we can to them during this incredibly hard time yes and we look forward to being able to celebrate and honor him during September. Yes. We love you, Rob. Let's flash back to some amazing food and beverage in the spirit of the early days of the podcast. 
when Rob found us after we liked one of his pictures. Yeah. Ever since we started the show, we have been a huge fan of food trucks. Oh. There's something about being able to go to food trucks that are unique to an area. Like we have food trucks that operate just in Southwest Florida. Mm -hmm. So you may come to Florida, but unless you come to Southwest Florida, maybe in the three county area, you're probably not going to get the food from this particular place or from 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 a particular food truck. Same thing goes when we travel all over the country, regardless of the state that we go to. Yeah. And there are amazing food trucks out there. It's even popularized in Food Network TV shows. That is true. I love the great food truck race. Yes. I love it immensely. And it's amazing to see what these food truck operators go through to make sure that they're able to sling amazing food for the customers and how they go about finding customers Mm. and getting the word out. And when we travel, even if we're traveling here in Florida, we still like to go get a food truck every now and then. And on a trip to Tampa, not too long ago. Not too long ago. Mm. We were staying. Before the challenge. Yeah. We were staying in downtown Tampa and we were going for a morning run on the river walk yeah and that's a christmas tradition for us i love that and i think last year right after my surgery we did the run for a clause live we did on the river walk if anybody remembers that it was great and normally we're there on a holiday like that or on a weekend but we just so happened to be up there on a weekday this time, mm-hmm. walking the river walk, going, I'm hungry. Maybe we'll go back to the hotel and ha- see what they have for breakfast. And then we got to the place where we would normally step off the river walk and go back to our hotel where we were staying. And we see this little truck, this little white truck. It's smaller than your regular-sized food truck. More like a food trailer. More like a food trailer. And on the side of it reads, Yoke, White, and Associates. And the food truck is themed to look like a little law office. It's adorable. (laughs) And the sign, Yoke, White, and And Associates. associates. Like a little law office. Like... Here's the food office of Yolk White and Associates. Come have breakfast. And uh, apparently it's a thing where this food truck is there during the week so that people who work in that district. Yeah, the downtown (laughs) district where we were staying happens to be surrounded by skyscrapers with banking and law offices. And it's a heavy commercial area. Mm Mm-hmm. They can get their breakfast fix, and it doesn't have to be going around a window at a fast food place. It can be something unique and fresh and supporting a local business. And we have eaten the breakfast at our hotel before, and we're like, okay. It's good. It's good. It's good. If you've got the chance, if you have the opportunity to eat something that's fresh, that's local, and that is potentially unique... Mm. how do you not (laughs) how do you not and before we get into the food the setup on this truck was legit 
Do tell. It, it, I don't even know how to describe it, but we walked up and it, it's like a little trailer, like you said, and there's only enough room in there for one person when you look inside. Really? Yes. Maybe I, two. I, maybe two, but even I don't think you really have room for two. So I think a, it was a one-man one one band. band. Yes, he was, and he was just cooking. He had a line of people. That was actually what attracted our attention initially. It yeah. was like, what's this crowd standing around this little tray? Oh, that's a food truck. Yeah. Oh, wow. That crowd, that that tells you something. It's not a traditional food truck. kind. There was the water coolers, like this, I don't know, Culligan or Zephyr Hills or those little water coolers you see in the office. Yeah, the five-gallon water, can, yeah, water jugs. Yeah, it's outside the truck. Yeah, he had geared up running water by outfitting the trailer with one of those five-gallon jugs yeah. to give him running water. Purified water, there it is. And it's like it's coming in and allowing him to cook and wash and do all the things he needed to do in that truck. And he had a setup, a sto- stove. Yeah. Just was using, I believe, an instant pot for yes, some things. I, th- I think it was an instant pot. And it was uh, in talking with him while he was preparing our food. The it's very clearly he's not out there all day. No, no, no. He Just, comes for yes, the breakfast the rush, breakfast, breakfast crowd, and then he's done. Yeah. And he, he knows the target market and the area, and it was really interesting. I, and we have great photos. Which we will post. But the food. This is breakfast food that had no business coming off of a food truck. It is so shocking to me. He had a toaster and just... Yeah, he had literally everything that you would need in a kitchen, but a very small version of it. Yeah, very compact. He had a mixer and a hot plate and just... He had it going. (laughs) Did all the right things that you need to do to prepare food safely. Mm -hmm. Just... And the smell coming off the truck or the trailer. Yeah, we're called a truck. Okay. So good. So stinking good. I had what he calls the Cajun, which is a frittata with Dylan's grits and as a side. So the Cajun is andouille sausage, poblano pepper, onion, white cheddar, sour cream dollop for four, six dollars, people. Yeah. It's a huge portion for six bucks. (laughs) Let me just tell you, cheesy. I love white cheddar. There's something so tangy about it. And those grits were just... Oh, coarse, cheesy, buttery, magic. And the frittata, it's, it just, it looks like an omelet, it, the way that he served it, because he packages, packages everything to go, clearly, because you can only fit two people in that truck. And so I think it just cries out for eating on the Riverwalk. It's beautiful. Oh, there. yeah. 
beautiful. If I work down there, granted, I could see the appeal of going to grab breakfast on your way into the office. Sure. But if, if you have the ability to leave the office for a bit, run mm-hmm. down for yeah. during your morning coffee break and get a bite to eat, have a few minutes to look at the water and watch people boating Decompress by. a little bit. Yeah. Especially. I think that'd be a great way to do it. This yandui sausage was spicy and poblano pepper. I really... It's it's not as spicy as say a habanero or a jalapeno. A jalapeno, but you don't need that with andouille sausage because it has its own special Louisiana type spice, mm-hmm. and it, it's just it was so good. It didn't even need the sour cream, but that kind of cut through the spice a little. <laughs> and how are the eggs? Oh, fluffy and magical. I love eggs. I miss them so much. I miss them a lot. But they were just buttery, fluffy goodness that held the poblano peppers and the onions and the sausage and the just the cheese. Mm. Mm. I almost didn't let Dana have some. <laughs> you understand. You can relate. True story. That's all I'm saying. We're looking at the photo. It's pretty, pretty oh magical. God. Not going to lie. So, but I think you were winning also with what you ordered. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there was a, a bad way to go here. I got uh, an yeah. egg. I got an egg sandwich. I grew up. I love egg sandwiches. So- I just always have. He was offering two egg sandwiches, three omelets and two frittatas. So he mm. had a nice, a nice spread of options and each one was very unique from the other and i went with something called the english so i went with a fried egg sandwich topped with goat cheese bacon spread and arugula on an english muffin for five dollars now i think bang for your buck wise i think that you actually come out ahead with that frittata and that side of grits for six bucks for six dollars okay that said this was a perfectly toasted English muffin, which, I mean, come on. Crispy, chewy, fluffy. An English muffin like that? Yeah. I love it. Perfectly done. Uh. A fried egg. Oh. I love a good fried egg. A little bit of salt and pepper. You don't have to get too fancy. And I ended up going with a over hard on the sandwich. Oh, sa- on I was going to ask you because I didn't remember any kind of runny egg in that sandwich. There's I wasn't a reason sure if why. I was imagining that. Yeah, so over hard egg and. The bacon spread. I think it was more like a bacon jam kind of thing going on. Oh, so good. You know, bacony, oniony, a little bit sweet. The you get the smokiness and the saltiness oh. and a little bit of sweetness. Oh, God. And then I miss bacon. You get goat cheese. Oh and goat cheese is that creamy, tart, funky, spreadable cheese that is just it's basically yes it's magical and it's just one of those things from cheddar it's It's, different from that white cheddar it's a completely different texturally texture flavor Mm -hmm. the funk that you get from it it's not exactly like a blue cheese funk it's its own thing and that's the goat's milk and Mm. it's Mm. if you've never had goat cheese i cannot recommend enough that you give it a try i think goat's cheese in like breakfast food is a secret weapon if you're doing something like a mediterranean omelet a lot of times they'll include well a lot of times they'll use feta 
And feta is great, except that feta is a harder cheese. True. And you know, it's tart and it's salty, but Saltier. it's hard. Yeah. Goat cheese has a better, I think, uh, a better melt, and it, it's softer. And I think if you're doing a Mediterranean, that's well probably said. a better way to go. I liked the arugula on this sandwich. And I was going to say, and then it's topped with, or, or you get that additional, that bed of arugula, everything it, that it's all sitting on. Mm. And, and arugula being a bitter, but somewhat peppery, spicy green. So good. I love arugula on sandwiches more than lettuce. I think lettuce is one of those things that sometimes it's the right topping, but man, arugula is hard to beat, and this just complemented everything so perfectly. So mm. you had, you you had every texture you could want. You really had every flavor you could want: sweet, savory, salty, smoky. sour, smoky, Ugh. peppery, Ugh. crunchy, chewy, ready, soft. Every this thing hit every note. So listen, so for I, five bucks, uh, five bucks, six bucks. I just think, and, and everything on the menu is priced like this. The high, most expensive thing on the menu is six dollars. Yeah, seriously. If I would say, if you're coming to the Tampa area for, let's say, a Bucks game or a hockey game, or if you are coming for Gasparilla at the end of February, yeah, I'd say anything's going to put you downtown. If you can be in town prior to the race or as you leave town on a Friday or a Monday, it's a great way to send off or to head home to have this kind of breakfast after your accomplishment and then to get on your flight or drive home. Awesome. Just great. 100%. This is a, a, a food truck I would recommend you seek out. Mm. They, I believe, do have a Facebook page, if yes. I'm not mistaken. In fact, I'm, I'm looking at uh, photos of their, of their food truck on mm. Facebook as we speak. Check them out yeah. if you are going to be in Tampa. They are just doing amazing food for an incredibly reasonable price there there are very few places you could get breakfast for two people for right. under twelve dollars before tip oh yeah it's just fantastic and this is you could do a progressive thing downtown yeah you could go from there for breakfast you could head down the road for a cup of coffee there are a number of places right in the downtown area that would give you you know, great options for a morning cup of coffee. I know, I believe that he has some beverages on the truck mm -hmm. as well. If you're in Tampa, if you're not going to avail yourself of the opportunity to get some Cuban coffee, and you're wasting an opportunity. Trust me on this one. Go find some Cuban coffee. But there, I mean, he has coffee. He does. I just. But I, I believe that it was just standard American coffee. Yeah. I'm just steering people towards some Cuban coffee is what I'm doing. Exactly. So it's fantastic. But Yoke White and Associates, yeah. check them out. And I linked to their Yelp, the, the Yelp entry, because there are so many pictures of the amazing food. That's all I'm going to say. Outstanding. Mm. Let's talk drinks. Oh, yes. Let's. And this time, it is a well-established restaurant, both in our family traditions, 
and also in Tampa proper. Absolutely. A place that we featured on the show before. We have featured DATS, D-A-T-Z, on our show before. And this is a a phenomenal restaurant in South Tampa over off of McDill is the the main stretch of road just south of Beta Bay. It is, or sorry, just north of Beta Bay Boulevard. And it is... You could tell me north or south. I have no idea. I can't. I need... For people who might be listening, I don't want them to get the wrong directions. I need landmarks, but okay, whatever. And this is a place that has come on very strong in the Tampa culinary scene, but they are consistently one of the places, like Amy said, it's a place that we go as a family for celebrations of all stripes and it's a place that has an amazing selection of food for the savory options Mm. food for sweet options because you can go right next door to their sister location dough which has ice cream and candy and cookies that type of thing but they have a pretty strong cocktail game that we've got to talk about tonight we do we have featured them back when we were a video podcast in the early days Mm -hmm. episode 23 when you covered the waffles and tweet yes and on quick bite 31 when i covered the dunk this donut cocktail (laughs) oh it's basically a chocolate martini with a powdered donut in it it's so Flipping good. <laughs> so I remember good. what it was like to have adult beverages back way back then. We're going to have them again. Coming soon. Coming soon. The, but this is also one to be highlighted because this is a place that's connected to our family. They have great cocktails. And it's one of my favorite flavors. Amy. And one of your favorite spirits. It is. This This really has a little something for both of us. Mm-hmm. And when I saw this on the menu, I'm like, how have, have we not ordered this before? I think it left the menu temporarily. It did. And it then did. returned because when we saw it, it said it's back. Yes. This is the Salted Caramel Old Fashioned. For those of you who might be fans of the old-fashioned, this is a sweeter take on the classic cocktail. And let me just tell you, this I, I never would have thought to combine these things in this way. Mm. This is Devil's River Bourbon, which is a brand of bourbon I don't think that I've ever had before. On its own. On its own or in a drink. I'm, I'm not familiar with it, but it's one that I need to take a look at. Yeah, we need to find it. Not right now, but yeah. Yes, soon. <laughs> this also combines another spirit, which is not something you normally see in an old-fashioned, and that's Lustau Amontillado Sherry. Yeah. Unusual, right? Very. Yeah. I've never seen sherry in an old-fashioned in any recipe that no. we've ever covered or even no. one that we haven't covered. Bourbon, simple, muddled cherries, orange. Yeah. Muddled orange. Let's just, yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's the it. classic for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, bitters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bitters of some sort. Mm. This also has a salted caramel syrup. In place of the simple. In place of the simple, which is ingenious. Mm. Black walnut bitters and orange bitters. Ugh. What a great combo there. So, let's, And listen, it's garnished with 
a caramel with salt. Yeah, they actually spear a, a caramel Candy. cube and then yeah. cover it with with, with uh, like kosher salt. Yes, it's so good. It's a, a great way to end the beverage. But break this down for us. <sighs> the bourbon is smoky. The sherry just adds a little bit of a dry element, and then you get the salted caramel syrup. Oh, just this, just sweet and salt together. It's <sighs> the salt makes the sweet pop. Yeah, yes, of course. Salt and pepper it brings out flavors. Mm -hmm. It's like putting coffee in a chocolate brownie. Um, recipe oh look at you dropping some food knowledge well yeah but a lot of people know about that i don't think i'm dropping some big thing <laughs> big revelation if you will but and i think that just the i also think the bitters just bring out that caramel flavor and it pairs caramel pairs so nicely with the smoke of the bourbon oh yeah, some of the natural tasting notes of bourbon tend to be very caramel and vanilla. Caramel. That's caramel. what you get from the charred oak barrel. Mm. So when you have that paired with caramel syrup, mm. I, I, I think it's hand in glove. What a great fit. Yeah. This drink, the entire table of our family ordered. Yes. And several people ordered a second one. Oh, yeah. Because oh. it was that good. I thought so several of the designated drinkers, not yes. the designated drivers. <laughs> yeah. I thought this drink was incredibly smooth. The Devil's River bourbon had a flavor profile strong enough to cut through the sweetness for you to taste the bourbon, but it didn't have a harshness to it. That Very complimentary flavors it yes. didn't burn the back of your throat no yeah. and, and a lot of times restaurants will use a cheaper bourbon or a bourbon that has a a mash bill that ends up being very harsh mm. and they do that so that it'll cut through the mixers mm. i think I that they went with a higher end thing and they so were just smart. very smart about their application of the other ingredients in the drink somebody probably worked really hard on the ratios yeah and and i think that there were some smart choices made mm. like using a, a salted caramel syrup and mm. instead of the simple i think was smart i also think that the combination of black walnut and orange bitters was really smart mm. black walnut bitters on its own definitely gives you like that aroma of walnuts but it can be harsh on its own i think that it needs to be combined with either a chocolate bitters or in this case orange bitters yeah and, and I, I think it that incredibly smart mm. the end result mm. would you call this a dessert drink i don't think you said that everybody at the table had one or more or more We'll just leave it at that. And I don't think it I was... I was not one of those people. ...heavy. You were a designated driver, right. so... It was not heavy. It was not a dessert drink. I think you can have it with... It's nice to have with a great steak and potato-type meal or a pasta, like some people had at the table. Just... 
I don't think that it overwhelms any food that you would have as a dessert type flavor. Does what did you think? No, I think you're absolutely right. This you agree? The, I do. Um, this one, if reading it, you read the ingredients. It sounds like it would be so sweet it would be desserty. Yeah, it, you could have this as a as an after dinner drink. You could. But like you said, it's light enough to enjoy with the meal. Mm-hmm. And that's also, I think, a testament to... In terms of body. Yes. Yeah. And and in terms of sweetness. I don't mm-hmm. think it, was, oh, it wasn't cloyingly sweet. It wasn't going to overpower you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I loved it. Yeah. And it's not going to be the wrong type of flavor to have with a savory dish. No, not at so, all. I love this one. And they have a really large and eclectic beer menu as well. They do. The, uh, Dats is a is a fantastic spot. It, it's one of those places that if you're going to be in Tampa for, like you said, a, a, a game, you're traveling for a runcation or business, you've got to stop by. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go wrong, whether you go for lunch, dinner, or even a weekend brunch. Oh. You cannot go wrong there. We are going to have a link, of course, of course, in the show notes, but check them out. Mm. And when you're there, try a salted caramel old-fashioned. Definitely. So, we've talked running, eating, and drinking. We have. So, that brings us to the conclusion of our episode. Sadly, yeah, it does. Next week, we are going to be talking, of course, about the Tampa Beer Run, where I'm going to yeah. actually get to sample some stuff. Because I 75 failed, but that's okay. You're doing it for the show. I, I'm going to take You're one for the team. You're doing it for the show. You're doing it for me. I expect detail, vivid detail about how it tastes so I can live vicariously through you until midnight. And then you're going to give us vivid detail about your entire journey over the last 75 days on the 75 Hard Challenge. Uh, okay. That's going to happen. <laughs> okay. And we are going to be announcing the upcoming Couch to 10K series that I'm going to be doing as a live stream series. I'm excited you're going to do that. And we're going to let everybody know about that, when it's going to be starting, how it's going to go, how it's going to finish, Mm -hmm. and where they can join in. I just... Normally, we encourage you to head to a place like Apple Podcasts and give us rating and review or to share our show but really i just given what we've talked about tonight i while we were recording this episode i just want to encourage everybody to head on over to the links for the virtual race absolutely if you have it in your heart go over there and sign up for the virtual race if you're not Mm -hmm. feeling like doing a virtual consider making a donation to saint christopher's truckers relief fund or if you're feeling like doing a virtual, then sign up for the We Love Truckers Rob Nadow Memorial Virtual Race. Rob, link. link is in the show notes. And Rob, we love you more than we could say. Thank you guys for listening this week. We appreciate you joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, or wherever you are. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe, stay well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. 
Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run Eat Drink Podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run Eat Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time. Hi, Dana and Amy and the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. This is uh, truck driver Rob out here in Grants Pass, Oregon, and you posed a question, what do you think about virtual races? And for myself, personally, I don't see much use in them because I'm running all over the country anyway, so I'm doing um, different things like that, and I don't need them really to motivate me. However, um, it's a good way to fundraise all over the country, I guess, because you could um, run it all over the country. And if you need that to motivate yourself to get out the door, that's pretty good. I would think they would have to be short, like 5K or right around there. I don't, I couldn't see a virtual marathon going on. but um, So that's my take on it. I've, I've done a few through some running groups, and I'm like, why am I doing this? We wanted to see your time against other people. And it's like, man, um, I don't care how I stack up against others, really. And there was no bling or shirt involved in it, but there was no um, race fee either. So, But I'm, I'm fine just picking out a spot anywhere in the United States where I might be and going for a run. But if people like them virtual races and collect them medals and shirts and they can motivate themselves to get out the door, then that's a good thing too. All right, you guys. Have a good one. Looking forward to your next podcast, and we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Hey, Danny, uh, Dana and Amy, this is Rob. Fantastic job you guys are doing. I thought I'd um, answer your question for last week's podcast. And it was, what do you do? I, as I understood it, what do you do when you get in the doldrums of running? And, well, for me, I move around a lot. So I, I don't get a lot of doldrums because I'm always running in a different place. And when I was home a lot, I would actually move around town and run in different spots, just uh not run in the same spot, and that would help. And the other one was um, if you get have a bad training run or a bad race, what do you do? And I, I kind of take the baseball analogy at it. Is it uh, it's a training run, it's just uh, it was a bad at-bat, you know, and you have bad at-bats, and then you get up the next time and you uh, give, it, give it a good one, and so the next time may work out. I had lots of bad at-bats and several not too good games, but we just uh, keep at it. So hopefully you can use some of that information and look forward to your next podcast. All right. Bye-bye. Hi, Amy and Dana. This is Rob out on the West Coast, and I thought I'd answer your uh, question about what I carry and stuff and what I pack. Since I'm on the road about 26 out of every 30 days, I'll tell you what I um, keep on the truck, and it's a real small quarter. And so I have two pairs of running shorts, four performance, uh, I guess, briefs or underwear, four dry fit T-shirts, four pairs of running socks, 
and of course a pair of shoes. And I also keep uh, cold weather gear on here with a uh, two pairs of sweats. One's a little bit thicker than the other one. And I have a base layer of uh, Under Armour and a sweatshirt. I also carry, uh, I guess, beanies for your head, some gloves. And I also have a, uh, oh, and I also carry some towels for wiping down when you're real sweaty. And I also have an ultra pack that I use for long distance runs so I can pull from that. And in that, I have <clears throat> none tablets, which I add to my handheld. I either carry water in there or I add some um, none um, flavor tablets to that. And it's got a little bit of electrolytes in there. I have some baby powder. Or I have some honey stingers. I have some lip balm, sunscreen, sunglasses. I have a pain gel, like Blue Emo, that kind of stuff. Squirrel nut butter, which is like a, a body glide, so an anti-shave. I have a headlamp, and I have mustard packs, and ginger chews. And I think that's about all, and that doesn't take up a lot of space. And it's always good to be prepared when you come on the road because you'd hate to miss out on a good running opportunity. So I hope that answers your question, and I hope I didn't miss anything. And I really enjoy your guys' podcast. So, oh, and I also have hats, uh, one of them safari-type hats for the uh, for the sun. It's got a big long bill out and uh, ear flaps that come down to cover your neck and ears. And so, yeah, let me. So, I enjoy your podcast, and I hope this message wasn't too long, and you get it all. And uh, we'll be looking forward to next week's podcast. All right, thank you. Bye bye. If you're still in and you want to call back, you are more than welcome to do so. I don't know if you're still in the chat and you want to call. Oh my Rob God! Nadal. Rob Nadal, welcome to the Runny Drink Podcast. Well, hello. How are you guys? We're great. Where are you calling from tonight, yeah. sir? I am in Salt Lake City. Ooh. What's, what's the old line? I don't know. You might know this name, Rob, uh, be, being a trucker. Uh, I used to listen to a show on AM radio uh, called Coast to Coast with Art Bell. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to. I actually, because I've... Uh, it's a little bit delayed, so I had to remind myself to turn down the sound because I was listening to the podcast. So, yeah. 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 I was going to uh. say, West of the Rockies, you're on the air because that's, what, that's, <laughs> yeah. what, that's what he used to say all the so time. Anyway, I would, you know how I found your show? It was completely by accident. Really? Yeah, it was. I, I was doing a run somewhere out in Oregon and Run, Eat, Drink podcast liked one of my pictures. Well, that's not a surprise. Like, uh, I know. Your pictures right. are amazing. So like, I have no idea who this Runny Drink podcast was. And so I picked up your show probably about into the 70s or maybe 80s episodes. And I listened to it. And I'm like, hey, this ain't, this ain't too bad here. So you guys keep me entertained at least for an hour a week. You know, it beats the radio. And and, and you're, you, you are genuine. That's what I picked up on. You guys are, like, genuine. And you're really expressive with expressing the courses 
that you were running on and the food, it just makes my mouth water. Yes. And, the, and the alcohol, I don't drink alcohol. You know, I haven't had a drink in 30 years, but wow. you know, you guys still explain it really well and, and, and everything. So that's, that's just We're, what I get from the show. And I, oh. I really like your chats because that, that gives me something to do on the road. Oh, fantastic. This awesome. is so good and, to hear. And Rob, we've, we've complimented you, you know, in the chats yes. and everything, but I will tell you, you, you I don't know, I, you must have the best cell phone camera ever. I don't even. Uh, or, or just the best eye. I, I the, think the, he has the, talent and the eye. Yeah. The, the photos that you drop into our Facebook group, Runcation Nation over on Facebook, are just gorgeous. Yeah, they're beautiful. Oh, cool. I, I'm glad you like them. We, we, you are the unofficial photographer of the Running Drink Podcast, but you could be official. You could make some serious money if you wanted know, you to. Can, you could quit trucking and, and you know, get out there. Yeah. And, and, and you know, one day, one day, if you ever get out here, if I get back there, maybe we can do a run together and that'd be super <gasps> great. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. And we, we love getting out. We, we love the Western part of the U.S. And, and we are, you know, as we start hoping more states are opening up and more races are coming back we're looking out there because we we yeah. really love getting out that way mm-hmm. um i don't i don't mind the heat as long as it's a little drier than what we have here so right. and right. i love that terrain all right i know he can show us a thing well, or two and and rob's one of one of the og, OG uh original patrons. patrons of the show yeah. and and again thank you so much for, really? for supporting and lifting us up we really we yeah cannot thank you enough well, great. And uh, I thank you guys for all that you do for your listeners and everything. And I'm going to wish you a good night. And I'm going to let right. Maria get in here. I know she's waiting to get in here. <laughs> all right. Okay. Rob, thank you we'll so talk soon, much. Rob. Thank you. Hey, we look forward to all hearing right, about right. all of your adventures and seeing the pictures. Okay. You got it. Take care, Rob. Thanks for calling. All, all the- right. Bye bye. All the chat comments are agreeing too. Like his pictures are I great. Know. They really are. I you know. can put them on a postcard. All right, Maria, go for it. Quick. <laughs> Instagram. Oh, wait a minute. What happened? I don't know what that was. I don't know. That was a video chat from somebody, somebody. else in a different app. I don't know who that in was. In Instagram. Something. See, technology. I'm not sure. But and, and but anyway, we'll, try try back again. Well, we'll see. So, yeah, you can try back again. We'll see what happens. Oh, I, I, I am pleased it's worked as well as it has. I know. And you guys have just been amazing tonight. I, I mean, really, this has been just a phenomenal way to celebrate and it has and come together with you guys for for this time. I, yes. I am. We we are very thankful. Uh, it's. Mm-hmm. I know we've said that right. and said that and said that, but it's I, so true. 